This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 517, Rise by Lifting Others, with Braxton Bennett. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today on the show is Brexton Bennett. The title of our episode today, Rise by Lifting Others, happens to be the title of his podcast. And Brexton had reached out to me some time ago to be a guest on his show. I love what he is doing. And so he got an invitation to be here with me today at Live on Purpose Radio. But welcome, Brexton, to Live on Purpose Radio. Dr. Paul, thanks so much for having me. I'm seriously flattered to be here. Hey, you're doing some fun things. I, I, I'm I, trying to remember how old I was when I started podcasting. Do you remember how old you were when you started podcasting? Oh, yeah. It's been about two years, so 22. <laughs> so about 22. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was 2007 when I started podcasting. So I'd have to do the math, but I was a lot older than you were. At the time, though, podcasting wasn't even a thing yet. Well, right. To be fair, you may have, might have been one of the only ones. I was one of the original podcasters, I think, because when when this happened for me, I was doing talk radio uh, through K-Talk Radio in Salt Lake City area. Uh, I, I was anchoring the Thursday episode of a four or five day program. I can't remember what it was. And I called that that day of the the broadcast live on purpose. And that name has followed me when the programming changed on the, uh, on the live radio show that we were doing is call in talk radio. When the programming changed, I found out about it on my way to the office, listening to the radio. Oh, so they, they hadn't even let me know beforehand, but I knew I didn't have a radio spot anymore and I had come to love it for some reasons that I think you might be uh, really familiar with, okay? I, I always had a yeah. guest on my talk show, and yeah. I loved the way bringing people in and illuminating their brilliance and what they were doing and helping to support and and magnify what they were up to put me in a position where I got to collect people. Yeah. And it's I, a really cool platform. Oh, I tell you, I love to collect people and I call it my human treasury. Mm-hmm. And everybody who comes on my show gets to be part of my human treasury um, because we collaborate to share value. So it, when you invited me to be on your show and you're you're getting a lot earlier start on this in terms of your career and your life than I did. Um, but it's, it's such a wonderful platform and you have interviewed some really amazing people 
already yeah. in your short run yeah, as a fortunate. podcaster. Well, short run. I mean, you've been doing it for a couple of years. Tell me a little bit. Tell us. Share with, with our audience here today what this means to you. Rise by lifting others. I would love to hear a little more of your story and what it is that turned you on to that idea. And then maybe we'll talk a little bit more about how the podcast fits in. But uh, tell us a little bit about that, will you? Sure. Yeah. The name comes from a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Uh, it was actually my quote in high school. Everybody had to pick a, a senior quote. And that was my quote. Um, like in, in my senior yearbook, it says Braxton Bennett graduate from class of 2016. Senior quote, Rise by Lifting Others by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Mm. And I don't know why exactly that's always stuck with me. But the podcast has really proven it's kind of like a chicken or the egg question. I don't know exactly which came first, if the name came first or the more I talked to people, the more it became an obvious title. Um, but it's proved to be kind of an irony that's been proven true with every episode that I've done. The more people I talk to, the more I seem to find that we the only way to build a fulfilling and meaningful life is when we focus on lifting others. And I was actually having an interesting conversation with a, a guy named Drew Dudley the other day. And he asked me the same thing about the title. And I told him that I think if I were to go back and change it now, the only thing I would change is um, instead of saying we rise by lifting others, I think when you throw the S on the end, it creates a certain amount of pressure. Like we rise depending on how many people we lift. And I don't think that's mm -hmm. really what it's about. I think it's more about individuals. So if I could go back, I would change it to we rise by lifting another. Because mm. I think the more we focus our efforts on um, changing somebody else's world, that's mm -hmm. that's what brings meaning to our own lives. And it's what, I mean, brings meaning to others. There's, there's a, a question that we typically end the show with, which is um, we talk about a quote. There's a quote that says, um, there's the greatest irony in life is this he or she who serves is almost always benefited more than he or she who is served. And then I ask our guests how they've seen that irony prove true in their own lives. And it, it's, I mean, it, it proves true in my life all the time. I spend most of my time in a classroom right now, a high school classroom teaching. And man, when I see somebody else's lights go on or they have this aha moment and I've spent hours preparing this lesson and breaking my brain over how to present a certain topic or help people understand. And I've really engaged with this person and I've put forth a lot of energy and worked on developing a relationship with that person. And all of a sudden I see them reach this aha moment where the lights come on, man, I, there's not a lot that I wouldn't do to get to that moment because that is a sweet, sweet moment. Seeing the lights go on. It, it's a rush, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's totally a rush. It's hard to describe. You know, I hear exactly where you're going with that, though, Brexton, because in the work that I've done, that's what sustains me. I mean, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. The All of the administrative things that you have to do and the marketing and the sales and everything that goes into running your own business and people look at me sometimes and they're like, Dr. Paul, you're so lucky to have a job that you love. And I'm like, lucky? I made this. I created this, right? And it's not easy. But when the lights go on, when you're sharing principles 
that actually elevate other people's lives, that help them to have a better experience, to have to have more joy, more love, more of the feeling. In my book, I call it the feeling, capital T, capital F. It, it's that sense of of joy, prosperity, happiness. And when you see that happen in someone else, it's it's one of the biggest rushes you can experience. It's contagious. Yes. You want to go out and share it with someone else or tell somebody else about it. Well, there's an interesting paradox here. Um, There's a lot of paradoxes in psychology, and that's fine because it makes it interesting. The best way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. But you can't do it for that reason or else it spoils it somehow. There's... um, now, I'm going to test your knowledge a little bit of, of some of Dr. Paul's principles, but there's uh, a okay. model that I call the influence quadrant. And I don't know if you've been exposed to this yet, Brexton, or not. But no. basically, it has to do with where our focus is. In fact, those of you who are listening, if you want to just grab a copy of this, go to liveonpurposeradio.com. That's just the name of our podcast here, liveonpurposeradio.com, and then do a slash influence and i'll put a copy of this model right in your hands so that you can see what we're referring to we there and what it has to do with is our focus okay and our focus in any interaction that we have with other people can be simplified down to being either this is how i feel or it's how you feel and then that's the feeling end of it. And then there's another dimension. Either it's about me or it's about you. And we run into trouble anytime our focus is on how we feel ourselves about ourselves or how other people feel about us. Anytime it's about us, we get off. It causes anxiety. It causes judgment. It causes conflict, but when we can shift our focus to what I'm calling the influence quadrant, it's it's not about me. How I feel is only secondary. This is about how you feel about yourself. And this is what your podcast does for me, Brexton. It, it brings me back into that influence quadrant. If it's not about me, and my focus is completely on how that other person is feeling about themselves, two things happen. It gives me influence, the, the ability, the right to influence someone, and people love me as a result of it. And I'm not saying that because I need or want to be loved. I do, but but it's not about me. See, it, there's a natural thing when you when you focus on how other people feel about themselves, and that's what you're working toward. You're really trying to lift them. The strategic side effect is that you are loved. People want to be around you, and you have the ability to influence them. But if you do it for either of those reasons, it spoils it. That's the paradox. Mm. Yeah, that is the paradox. It it has far less far less to do with what you're doing and far more to do with why you're doing it. Because as soon as you shift yes. the shift or shift the focus to 
Um, how can I lift you so that I can rise? The magic is really gone. It's because, because it's about you and people can feel that. But when, when the focus really is genuinely on them, then you're going to rise, but you're going to be benefited. You're going to be blessed. Um, but that's not why you're doing it. And it's a tricky right. paradox to balance. You can't fake it. It has to be genuine. Yeah. At least that's my experience. And if it's not, it leads into insecurity and anxiety and judgment and, and conflict. Sure. Yeah. One of the, one of the episodes that I have people comment on the most, one of the interviews I did was one of my first ones with a BYU business professor. Uh, his name's Ralph Little. And he applies this principle to business really powerfully. Um, he talks about how he loves being in business. He love because he loves creating value for people. He loves going out and finding a problem and then finding a really effective way to solve that problem. And so we talk about, I'll say, Ralph, like, what's a good reason to start a business? And he says, well, people think that a good reason to start a business is because you want to make a lot of money. He says, that's a horrible reason to start a business. Now, if you do it well, you're going to make a you lot of money. Will. Yes. But if you do it to make a lot of money, it's not going to work because you're not going to be focused on creating value for people. You're not going to be focused on solving somebody's problem. You're going to be focused on getting the money out of their pocket. And he, he articulates that and explains it in a really powerful way that um, the, the side product of doing business well is that you're going to make a lot of money. But if that's the reason you start doing it, you, you won't get very far. So some people do, but, but most likely you will fail to um, create the value that people need. It's really more, I think you said this well, just a few minutes ago, and you said, it's not so much about what you do. It's more about why you do it. It's your come from it's, it's the motivation or the focus that you carry into it. And you might be doing exactly the same activities, but when the motivation changes and the focus gets off of you and onto the person that you're serving, that's when the magic starts to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Brexton, you've, you've started this podcast, Rise by Lifting Others. This might be a little bit of an awkward question for you because it kind of gets I, into the paradox a little bit. But I'm, I'm curious about how your life has been elevated as you have attempted to lift others. What have you noticed? Specifically with the podcast or just in general? It, it could be the podcast or it could be your, I know you're a teacher and you focus on your students. Uh, whatever context seems most relevant to you. I'm just curious how you sure. would answer that. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I would start by saying the podcast, the podcast started out as a very selfish endeavor, still is in a lot of ways. Um, I really, really um, wanted to, I, I was in college and felt like I was not, um, getting as much learning that applied to me as I wanted, um, learning that related to what I, the problems I was going through. And so this, this whole idea of the podcast really started out as a self-serving endeavor to learn a lot more from really mm -hmm. smart people. And it's so cool when you tell people I have a podcast, all of a sudden people who you have no business talking to are, are willing to give you the time of day. And I've noticed a significant difference between the episodes where I am really intentionally um, trying to highlight that person, um, allow them to share the, the message that they have and cover 
topics or questions that are really genuinely relevant to the people that are listening um, mm -hmm. versus when I don't. So um, people bring a lot more to the table when they see that other people are benefiting from it, when they're benefiting from it. And it's it's been a really cool to see the um, what people bring to the table when you have give them an opportunity to mm -hmm. lift others or to help others. Um, they, pe people really sincerely enjoy it. So that's been a really cool way I've seen the podcast uh, work in that way. Um, outside of the podcast, I would say hmm, there's a lot of examples that come to mind. Um, one of them is definitely in the classroom. The biggest one is I, I got married last December and this might be a little cheesy, but man, this applies to uh, married life a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. We could have a whole conversation the, about that. Sure. I sure we could. And it's been amazing. I, um, my wife is absolutely incredible and even as incredible as she is, there's times when all of a sudden I get way more focused on me than her. And as soon as I get way more worried about, um, kind of like in your quadrant, how I'm feeling, how I feel about the situation, um, how she seems to feel about me, um, you get things are just up. rough. It's you start butting heads. Yeah. But man, I, it seems like it would be such a chore, but I, I turn myself around and I, I focus more on, on her needs but man, as soon as I do that, it's like uh, meeting her needs um, and um, yeah, finding ways to meet her needs brings so much more fulfillment and joy than finding ways to twist the relationship into meeting my needs. So I would say it, it absolutely applies and I have a lot to learn on. I'm applying it, um, but it absolutely applies too. Yes. Um, you know, Brexton, in the last episode of Live on Purpose Radio, I did a little summary of a concept called the law of love. And this is something I got from a, a book that was recently published by Steve Young. Now, some people might be thinking, Steve Young, doesn't he throw footballs? <laughs> well, he used to. Um and he, he's famous for leading the San Francisco 49ers, you know, following Joe Montana. He was the next big quarterback there and uh, did some phenomenal things. But he's also a very clear thinker along the lines of what you're talking about right now. There's, there's a, a transactional track and a relational track. And in terms of what we're talking about here today, the transactional thing, you know, if you go into a marriage, for example, thinking, hey, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You know, let's yeah. let's work out an arrangement where you get what you need and I get what I need, you know, kind of like a contract or a transaction. And while that's okay to get a relationship started, it doesn't have the power to sustain a relationship long-term or to bring the true joy that comes when you can get out of the transactional thinking and get into a shift in your own focus where, okay, it's not about me. Um, my wife has a number of little, uh, there, I guess, little memes that she hangs on the wall 
in our exercise room right in front of the treadmill and she'll switch them out. And she got a lot of these from Jody Moore, who uh, we've both done some coaching with. And one of these says, my husband is not here to meet my needs. My husband is here. So I will have someone to love. And that's one of my favorite ones because of the content. Right. But you're saying that yeah. this works in your relationship, too. When when you get off of, hey, how can I get what I need out of this relationship? And you just shift your focus over to lifting her. You get mm-hmm. to rise by lifting your wife. But if you yeah. do it for that purpose so that you will rise, then it spoils it. Yeah, that's true. It's exact same concept. Inevitably, what happens when the focus is on um, the needs of in, in in marriage, it, when when my focus is on the needs of my wife, both of our needs get met a lot more effectively. Yeah. It, now, if you do it in a, you can do it in a manipulative way where you're saying, okay, like how can I serve you, hoping that you'll serve me back, kind of. Um, and that that doesn't work because again, it's not what you do; it's why you do it. And so, as as soon as you, it's it's really hard. It's like like really against human nature to let go of whatever it is you think that need of yours is. Usually it feels like it's often a competing values where you think something is far more important um, and they think a competing value is more important instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like really like kind of like surrendering to let go of that competing value and say, okay, I'm willing to make your competing value the priority here. Um, and it, it's it's like, it's almost like this, uh, it almost feels like adopting a defeatist um mindset and it's really mm. painful to let go of that but then immediately as you do all of a sudden walls go down and, and it's so much easier to collaborate and find a, a win-win scenario which and this is this i'm really not the one to be up on a soapbox talking about um marriage principles but i i, I have been surprised um to see how these same ideas um really keeping your mind open to that paradox and testing it um, absolutely applies to, to being married. It's, yes, it's been cool. Well, you've been married for about as many weeks as I have been years. There you go. And, (laughs) and I'm seeing that in, in my relationship, the, the beautiful compensation that that our life improves as we seek to lift and bless the lives of others. That has been absolutely consistent throughout my life. And everybody that I've interviewed, there's, there's that underlying theme there and the letting go. It's like when you were talking earlier or just a moment ago about, it, it can be hard, you know, you'll feel a little resistance to letting go of it. And that's because our brain is still on this transactional track. I need to get yeah. mine. You know, if I'm giving, I need to get. It's this transaction. But when we transcend that and go over to the relational track, and we're not worried about the transaction anymore, it's almost like you're saying, instead of giving in and giving up, you're saying to your wife, Look, you are more important to me than anything that we could ever argue about. Yeah. It's it's a strong message that takes us over to the relational track. 
I'm not worried about, we'll work everything out as long as we keep that priority straight. And, and that's driven more by love than by fear. See, that transactional track kind of gets us into fear mode sometimes or keeping score. And yeah. I know some people who are listening right now are going to be like, oh, yeah, that doesn't work. Keeping score in a relationship. It doesn't. Yeah, it's true. Doesn't work. Brexton, this is this is fun. I I love that you're doing this podcast, Rise by Lifting Others. And for everybody who is listening, is that a worthwhile topic? <laughs> Go listen. Brexton is interviewing some really cool people. And he interviewed me too. But there's a lot That's of really right. cool people on there as well. Uh, <laughs> where you can get some really good ideas about how this all works. Brexton, you want to tell us anything more about the podcast or what people can expect when they get over there? Yeah, I think maybe what articulates best what the podcast does is kind of how it started. Um, well, I, I guess I've spoken a little bit about how I was in college. I had a professor one time who spoke to us. He was a really influential professor. And he said, the best thing I ever did in your shoes was I started asking any awesome professor, guest lecturer, um, business owner, anybody I really looked up to um, and would just ask him to lunch. And so I, it actually started with me just doing that. I'd just start uh, taking people to lunch. Anytime I went to a lecture series and saw somebody or an interesting professor, I'd ask him out to lunch. And for $10 or $15 lunch, you can uh, really get a lot of interesting information out of people. And I found that what often is the most powerful, people's ability to give advice and package advice in a helpful way seems to vary. Some, some people, mm -hmm. no matter how much they know, can't package advice very well. But what always resonates and applies with people is their story. And I found that when I could, I really had a knack for pulling out of people their, the details of their stories and how they got from A to B. Yeah, And so I would get done with these lunch appointments and I'd go home and tell my roommates or my friends about what I was learning. And I would just be so excited to share with other people. And um, someone finally suggested like, hey, you should really just record these. And so that's that was kind of how it evolved into a podcast. So the podcast is really about um, finding people who uh, have found a way or are finding a way to rise by lifting others and highlighting their story from we usually begin somewhere around high school to undergrad and how they began this sticky process of going um, going out and finding what what fills them up what allows them to add value and um, bless the lives of others and it the cool thing is they they never end up where um, they thought they were going to on their first semester of college uh, they very few of them end up using the degree that they ended up earning um, it just it just always depends. Um, it's so cool. There's a quote by Steve Jobs that says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. So you just have to trust moving forward. And there's just so many stories of people who, if you would have sat them down at 18 or 19 and asked them where they were going to end up, they would have said, I have no idea. Or they would have said something totally different from where they actually ended up. But then you see their story of how they they took one dot at a time moving forward and have found themselves in this really really cool place that it enables them to serve a lot of people. And it's not, it's not just 
you know, CEOs and um, famous New York Times bestselling authors. I have, um, it, it's, there's so many ways to create value and bless mm. the lives of others. And every, everybody's story is different. But the cool thing about a story is there's, there's a principle in there for everybody who listens. So that's, yes. that's kind of the gist. Uh, I'm glad you're doing it, folks. Go listen. Rise by lifting others. That's the podcast. You'll find that anywhere you enjoy listening to your podcast. You know the the drill there. Um, and connect to, to Brexton Bennett uh, with what he's doing here. Brexton, I love the, that you're spreading the joy in the ways that you are. Thank you for the good that you're doing in this world. And thank you for joining me today at Live On Purpose Radio. Dr. Paul, thanks for having me, man. It's been such a pleasure. I really, really appreciate it. Good things happen every time we talk. We'll have to do it more. Awesome. You guys have heard it. Let's go out there and do it. It's time to go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.